0: You are now listening to the Flaming Melon Podcast. Featuring your
1: hosts, the Watermelon Boys, Lucas Beaudois and Patrick Riley. Bassen your seatbelts and enjoy the ride. And make sure to look both ways at the stop sign because the Watermelon Boys and affiliate networks will not be held liable for any accidents caused by this
0: pod. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to the Flaming Melon Podcast, episode One one three. I'm here with my co-host Patrick. How are you doing, Patrick?
1: Oh, I'm I'm good. I'm good, but I didn't realize it was number thirteen. So now I'm feeling a little I'm feeling a little scared.
0: You're a little on edge. A little, a little superstitious. A little scared. A little superstitious. Is that a black cat I see behind you? Oh shit! Did you just walk under a ladder? Is that a broken mirror? You got any salt? You better throw it over your left shoulder.
1: You just threw a lot at me. Um, (laughs) I think I I got to quit. I think we got to end it there.
0: All right. That was the Flaming Melon podcast. Goodbye. Just kidding. Just kidding. That would be shitty and and too short. We want to give you two hours of shittiness. So we're going to keep going. yeah, what yeah. Uh, what uh, what have you been up well, to? You know, I've had a long week. It feels like it's been three weeks since we've talked, but I know it's only been one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, time has been moving slow but fast. It's like it's it feels slow, but it's moving very fast. Um, that doesn't make any sense. But no. Um. Recently, uh, I guess one of the most pressing things that's in my head right now that I need to get out is I recently shared a a video with a friend of mine, and it's a guy that is uh, singing along to a uh, to a popular song, but he changed the lyrics, um, and it's about like mutilating his genitals. Oh. And and um, so he's singing about that, and <laughs> I'm try, I'm trying I I uh, I'm getting caught up in thinking about the song. I'm sorry, I, uh, I'm a big fan, big fan of the song. And he said uh, he asked me the friend that I sent it to, "Do you watch that when you wipe?" <laughs> um, and uh, I said I don't wipe. And he said, he said, so you're one of those rich assholes that, that has a bidet. And I said, no, <laughs> I just yes. let it, I just let it layer up down there. And then, you know, if you ever get hungry, you take a spoon, you give, oh. it, a, you give it a little scrape. Uh, wow. And then he asked me uh, if it tasted like chocolate. And I said, no, it tastes like shit. <laughs> That's the most recent conversation that I've had with somebody. Wow. Um." Well, that
0: yeah. I, 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 did not expect, uh, I did not expect that. Yeah. <laughs> that was unexpected.
1: That was, uh, that was unexpected. Another thing that's, uh, I've been thinking about the name Rodney Okay, and I like <laughs> okay. it. I like the name Rodney. Okay. And I feel like there's not enough people out there that have that name. I know uh, Rodney
0: Mullins, one of the best skateboarders of all time.
1: Oh. Yeah. I'm familiar with that guy. Yeah. I forgot about him. But do you know any Rodneys uh, in your personal life? No. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, I know a Rod. What? I know a guy named Rod. Named Rod, yeah. Are you sure that's
1: not short for something like Rodney? Rodney.
0: No, it's I don't think it is because his full name. He's a member at our club, and uh, his full name in our computer system is Rod.
1: Well, I mean, like, there's the music star Rod Stewart, but I'd still assume that that means Rodney. Yeah, just a very short name for it to be your full. um, It's it's got it. Well, hey, hey,
0: there's a lot of three letter names out there.
1: I guess that's like give me an example right off the top of your head. Jim. that was quick. Yeah, Tom. Th- th- you proved me wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Sam.
0: Sam. There see, there's um, there's a lot.
1: But a lot of those are abbreviations for longer names. Like Jim? James.
0: Sam? Samuel. Or Samantha.
1: Fine, yes. <laughs> you're, you're helping my point. Yeah. And Tim is Timothy. Uh-huh. tom is tomothy or thomas
0: <laughs>
1: yeah right um give me another name that's give me a three-letter name bun B- that's not a real that's not a real name bob um robert
0: <laughs> uh yeah i see where you're coming from but i'm just saying i know a guy named rod and that's, I've never heard his full name be Rodney. In fact, I would be a little creeped out by that.
1: Is, is Bob, Robert and Bob go together, right? Yes. But where's the other B coming from? Where's Shouldn't the it other... be Rob?
0: Well, it could be Rob, but Bob is also synonymous with Robert.
1: But it doesn't make sense.
0: Well, there's a lot that don't make sense, like Bill and William. That's a that's a dumb one too, and you that see that all the time. Re-
1: that one's a really dumb one. Yeah. What about there's... Will? Well, Will yeah, there
0: there is Will and William, but there's yeah. also Bill and William.
1: And it's just like Robert and Bob. It's like you you replaced one of the you pre- you replaced the letter that makes sense at the beginning with a letter that doesn't make sense.
0: Right, but I think Bob is a better name than Rob.
1: I'm not saying I dislike the alternative names, but I just don't think I think that they're not affiliated with the, right. with the name that they're coming from.
0: Right, I understand that.
1: Well, hey, so yeah, I've been I've been putting a lot of thought into into the Hot Button issues that that are uh, that are going yeah. on like that Rodney. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's a actually there's a show that I wanted to. I know we have an entertainment review coming up later, but there's a show that I wanted to bring up that I that I caught on network TV. I just saw it. Um, I, I saw that there was a show titled Street Magic, and it was okay late on a Saturday night. It's on a, it's through the network that does Masters of Illusion, and uh, I think that's the same network that Penn and Teller's Fool Us is on. Yeah, the CW. Yeah. It's just called Street Magic. Um, uh-huh. I didn't watch a full episode. I just caught a snippet of it. Um, and there were some magicians that I recognized on there for the brief period of time uh, that I was watching it. Carl Hein. Okay. Um. As far as I know, he's more of a coin guy, and that's what he does on the on the show. Murray Sawchuk. I didn't see what he performed, but there were previews that showed him being in it, um, and some other guy. But
0: <laughs> his, yeah. his name was Rodney.
1: Rod, well, no, if it was Rodney, I would have remembered him because that's a good name that oh, is bro. not used enough. It all. Thank you for bringing it back full circle
0: anyways so what what was this street magic show like i don't when i think of a show called street magic i don't think
1: of murray Sawchuck. i'm glad that you're already (laughs) catching the red flags okay (laughs) so the first clip that i saw of it and keep in mind this is probably like this is at least a couple performers into the show probably I don't think I caught it at the very beginning, so I don't know what followed or what what uh, what was before this. So it started with Karl Hein on the street with like a close-up pad with a stand,
0: you mm-hmm. know, like a
1: street performer setup. Right. So so far so good. Like I could see that being street magic because it's happening on the street and it's it's something that you could actually see normally. Right. He uh, he did some coin routine but the camera never zoomed in like there were some changes in angles but the the camera never really got a close up of the magic okay so it was more so it was more so like the you were getting more of the the reactions than seeing the magic for yourself i guess you could still catch what's happening but it's just so small compared to the size of the shot Right. You get know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I know exactly what you mean.
1: Um, And he was using, he was using like two, two or three different coins from different countries. And um, it was like a coins across type of routine. And then he ended up with a finale that was crazy. But the one thing that I liked about my short period of time watching this show, and I've never seen anything like this before. He manages to pull out, at the end of the routine, he pulls out the a coin that's literally the size of somebody's head from behind their head. Okay. And I've never seen a production of that size, especially in, in public. Right. And it seemed all very authentic. It's not like the person had, a, had it loaded on them. Right. Okay. Um, so that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you go from that and it's just so the concept of the show seems to be a bunch of it's like Masters of Illusion. You have a bunch of different performers uh, clips of different performers strung together. Um and the graphic that pops up at the beginning of the clips that show the person's name really reminded me of the Masters of Illusion show, so I wouldn't be surprised if they had the same producers. Yeah. Uh, but that's beside the that's beside the point, but um so the next one is this guy and i didn't watch the whole thing but my dad did and he kind of boiled down what happened to me i just saw the preview of it because they also showed a preview like you'd see a performer and then before it went to commercial break you'd see a preview of what the next thing is going to be just to kind of keep you keep you watching well there's this guy and this is this is when i really started to think wow this show is terrible for this next Street Magic performance, there's this escape artist at a pool. And okay. it's this huge setup within a pool. Um, so it's completely set up already, like right off the bat, you know it's not happening on the fly because they make it clear that, you know, yeah. this was yeah. a prepared event. So I guess the concept was this guy was chained to a cinder block and then dropped to the bottom of the pool and he would have, he had to escape. Okay. Um so it really doesn't it's the this is how I this is how I understand it. I know I didn't watch the whole thing. But I uh, I... I left the room, came back, and my dad explained to me what happened and he there was no magic involved at all. He just with his hands, he broke the cinder block and escaped.
0: Okay, <laughs> interesting.
1: That's that's really all that I, I got. After I mean, it was getting late. I really didn't. I wanted to keep watching it, but I I don't even think it's a it's that popular of a show where you can even find clips of it online. Yeah, like it took me forever to even find the show on a website. I think on like Roku. Like, uh, somehow through Roku, you might be able to to find it. Um, and I guess it's been going on for, like, f- three or four years.
0: Really? Yeah, I've
1: never yeah. heard of it. Yeah, me either. Huh. And then there was another preview that showed that Murray Sawchuck was going to do some illusion. So, to, it's I think the only thing that's really... There is some street magic on there, for sure. But the only thing that they're that they're requiring for it to be street magic is that it's not on a stage. I think that's the only thing that, oh, okay. that's really, I see, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I had to mention it because I know that, uh, you would want to know about a, another magic. We, we tend to already think we know all of the the TV shows that are out there about magic. Um, but yeah, this one was a new one.
0: Yeah. There's a lot out there that's, uh, I've certainly never heard of that.
1: Yeah, I mean and it's like there in the short period of time I watched it, I saw that there were going to be multiple good performers on there. Right. Um so it's not that the talent was bad, but I think the production it's it seemed a lot it seemed more like like something where people submitted I mean the film the the film quality was good, but it almost seemed like people were submitting clips to them.
0: And they just put and then it they together. Were
1: just, right, that's that's the feel that you got from. I it. I see. So the production quality was lower than Masters of Illusion. It felt, it felt low budget compared to that. Yeah. But it may it may just be them. It may just feel that way because they're trying to make it feel like Street Mad. They're trying to to portray things as something that they're not. So it's not feeling.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that would make sense if this is a show that no one's heard about to keep it low budget it would be easy to just have people send it clips to because then you just you gotta know, edit it so that might be how it's done
1: you're right it definitely could be
0: yeah huh well i'm interested to try and find that and see if there's any notable <laughs> yeah. uh, notable guys that we know that have been on that show
1: and with a name like street magic it's hard to find because it doesn't have any other descriptors
0: yeah that's a bad name that's just gonna pull up pull up the David Blaine specials you know
1: right but yeah so yeah that's that's uh that's the magic uh that's the magic that I've got for you um, yeah,
0: nice. Well, I, I just l- found
1: this on my floor. Oh, I didn't even know
0: I had this. oh uh, yes, a black queen. It can be spade or club
1: yeah i didn't know i had a yeah
0: i've got some of those
1: well hey that was uh that was random there you go there's what the
0: there's patrick's (laughs) magic inventory all over the place (laughs) yeah
1: no i mean that's that's the only card that's on my floor and uh it's just a uh... that's bizarre you
0: should have had me name a card you would have had <laughs> a, up. you would have had a two and fifty two shot.
1: Yeah, well, maybe if your name was Rodney, I'd consider performing something for you. But well, well, fuck you. So what? Uh, that's that's what I've got for you today. What do you got for me?
0: Well, I did a couple of shows last week. How many did I do? I did three shows. No, I did a two and a half. I'll call it two and a half because one of the shows. Yeah, you I left just... halfway through. <laughs> Yeah, I left because I hated it. Um, what is no. a half show? No, I the the half show I'm counting is because I only did one trick, and this was at the Magician's Party last oh, week. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... So
1: two were gigs, and one was more of a casual thing.
0: Yeah, one was uh, our Palm Springs Magic Club had a party at uh, Gary... Uh, uh, oh, this was the party. Butler, I think is how you say his last name. But yeah, this was the Magic Party... Um, at his house, he has a beautiful home and there was a lot more people there than I thought there would oh, yeah? be. I mean, there's probably it was a pretty like, big thing. Yeah. there's probably like eight, at least 40 people there, maybe, maybe more. Um, a lot of, a lot of people there and eight of us, um, performed an effect or two. Um, so yeah, I did a, I did a trick. I did a really fun card trick that I love to show magicians by held the routines by helder and the way that I script the routine is I talk about different areas in magic and how you can achieve similar effects through completely different methods so I I talk about precision which is you know just sleight of hand stuff like that coincidence the fact that not every trick has one outcome sometimes they have several and then, um, the idea of real magic, which I do not believe in real magic, but when a coincidence is strong enough, it can give the illusion of real magic. And then I did a card trick that uses all three of those ideas separately. And it's a, it's a fun routine. And, and you uh, were the, like,
1: uh, you yeah. were second to last in the lineup.
0: Yep. I was seventh in lineup. Um, got to see some great stuff from some other people too. The other young guy there, Paul, he went first and did a, Really cool card stab routine. Oh, okay. With the with the big rod and a paper bag. Back back to Rod, you know. Uh, uh, Rod. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. And then Gary did a a rubber band routine that he modeled after Marvin Roy, and kind of did a similarly themed effect, but instead of using light bulbs. Um, he used rubber, rubber bands, and it was oh. It was is this the guy that really the clever. magic
1: theater was named after? Sorry, sorry, yes. cut you off.
0: Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah, namesake it was, of Marvin's. It was a lot of fun. Gary has a fantastic magic room.
1: Was it? And, did uh, it have a secret entrance?
0: It did not. Oh. It did uh, not. Well. yeah. I get lack, lacking in that area, but he had some great bookshelves with some awesome stuff on them, and any cool props like an,
1: and... any large props that are just like uh, some
0: there? some i didn't really pay as much attention to those i was looking at the books but yeah i uh i guess he's like really good friends with paul harris and used to hang out with him all the time so that's pretty crazy i told him that's my favorite magician
1: right that's that's really who who kind of laid the foundation for for where you got to today mm-hmm. you still do a lot of paul harris effects
0: absolutely Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah and that's a good sign when you when you uh when you learn tricks at a young age and they're still good enough and stand the test of time for you to still do them to this day
0: yeah he's just such a great creator of very visual and powerful effects that are relatively easy to do not a lot of sleight of yeah, absolutely. Yep, he's he's one of the best. I love him. So the party
1: um, went well. The other two shows went party well. Party was as well.
0: great. And then what were my other two? I did one at a, uh, um, at another country club nearby, Desert Horizons. And so, mo- almost, almost, um, almost a hundred percent of the time when I do a show. I always stay a little bit later than scheduled. Like if someone books me for an hour, I almost always go fifteen to thirty minutes over that, just because I love performing and usually I get great crowds, and so I I'll give them a little bit more.
1: And it gives if you're enjoying it anyways, you're also leaving a an even better impression in their eyes too by staying.
0: Yeah, Um, I almost always do this. Um, However, this gig at Desert Horizons. Was the same night that I was going to go see the new Batman. Uh, oh. I was going to go see that after, so I got there at five thirty. So I guess I started a little earlier, so I still went for more than an hour. They booked me from six to seven, and I started okay. maybe at five forty. Um, but as soon as seven o'clock hit, I was out <laughs> to go get ready to get to get to the theater. I was. We had an eight thirty showing that night. Um, but it was still so, really fun. There was a lot of people there. Um, I didn't quite hit everyone. I would have needed probably like two and a half hours to get everyone. That's how many people there were. How many people? But, um, I, a couple hundred. Um,
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a big task, especially if people are in smaller groups rather than bigger right. groups. Yeah.
0: I got a couple of big groups going there. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun, really good crowd. I, you know, I, I think I, might, uh, might end up back there at least, maybe not through them, but some of the people that I met. And that was a fun one. And then on Saturday evening, one of my co-workers, Pam, she is the older lady that works in our golf shop. She had some family in town and wanted me to come out to a bar with her and do some magic for her family. So kind of an informal close-up Mom. show, but it was super fun and some of yeah. our other coworkers came that some of my friends and it was the blast. That was, that was one of the more fun ones I've done this year.
1: Is that the first time you've been, you've, you've performed in that type of way where it's like you're hired, but it, it happens in a public setting um, where there's people around you that aren't there for the show. It just seems like a really interesting circumstance.
0: Yeah, it's different. I I think I've done stuff like that before, but it's not often. Um, yeah. But it was fun. It actually, um, at, at one point, her, um, Pam's uh, son-in-law, his name was Todd, he got, you know, some of the servers to come over cuz they know everyone at this place real well. And so oh, I started okay. showing some of the servers some magic, and at one point he just kept going like back and forth to the bar and the kitchen and just grabbing new people and bringing them over to show magic. So at one point like the head chef was out there, the guy who like runs the place, like just I mean, I must have shown like 20 different staff members magic. Um it was it was That's funny. great. Probably not that many. I don't know if they have that many in, on staff, but a lot of them. Did you A lot of the staff saw it.
1: Did you have people who were there? I assume the whole place wasn't rented out, right? No. So did you? Did you? Did you cause some commotion then? You had to have caused some commotion. Absolutely. People had to know you were there.
0: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) A hundred percent. There's a few, a couple people came over and watched a little bit, but yeah, it was fun. It was a good time.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. It sounds right up your alley too in terms of the it's more of a natural environment. So you probably mm-hmm. do even better in, in like you are you can not to say you would do bad in a non-natural environment, but it's just it, it's just that much more up your alley.
0: Right. Yeah, it was good. I was working I'm working on a bunch of new dice material, so I busted out some of that. Super oh. fun. I love I love the dice stuff. Um yeah, it was, it was a good time. But
1: and so you mentioned, uh, prior to, to mentioning this performance, you mentioned going to see Batman. Is there anything you'd like to share about, Not, I mean, obviously you're not going to spoil anything, but what would you like to say about it?
0: Yeah, I would like to talk in detail about the ending of the movie. Um, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't spoil anything, and I could go on for a very long time about this movie, but I will try to restrain myself. Yeah. Um, Uh, So yeah, I saw this a day before the official release and then I saw it again the next day and I'm going again tomorrow and I might go today. I don't know yet, but um, that gives you a pretty good indication of how I view this movie. Uh, Yeah. Very good. Um, The first time that I watched it, that first night, I went in selfishly... Wanting something similar to The Dark Knight because that's like the Batman movie that I hold the highest and love. And that's what – that's the movie that like makes me love Batman. Like if those – if that movie didn't exist, I probably – I would probably feel similar to Batman as I do other superhero movies. Like I don't, okay. don't, don't really care as much. So that movie um,
1: made you care about Batman? That
0: movie makes me – and I have always – like even before that movie, I've been a Batman fit. Batman fan since uh I was a kid and mm-hmm. I would go as the Joker for Halloween every year. My brother would go as Batman, like I've always loved Batman. Um but I think if it wasn't for the Dark Knight I wouldn't love the movies as an adult now. So going in I selfishly wanted something similar to The Dark Knight and it's it's really not similar to The Dark Knight. It's darker, it's grittier, it is more realistic. Um and it is much longer and more of a slow burn. Like there's still some incredible action in it that is really intense. But it's definitely slower paced than The Dark Knight. So I didn't know exactly how to feel coming out of it for the first time. Like there were moments in it that I absolutely loved. But then there were parts of it like, I don't know. And so I went home and I slept on it. And then the next day I just kept thinking about it. And was like, man, that was really good. I got to go see this again. So I went again on Friday and came out of it the second time, just absolutely loving it. <laughs>
1: um,
0: okay. And now I can't wait to see it again. Um, I think it so, is fantastic.
1: How long is long? It
0: is almost three hours long. Okay. But it doesn't feel that long. Like it still feels long, but it feels like just over two, you know, like it, It's paced very well.
1: It feels normal. It feels like a normal movie.
0: Yes, because the action is at, like, the perfect moments in it, like heavy action, and then you get some heavy, like, detective stuff. You know, this movie does the best job by far of depicting Batman as the world's greatest detective, which is, you know, something that he's supposed to be. Not all the other movies do that. Like, The Dark Knight touches on it um, in some areas, but, like, this is a true, like detective mystery and he's like trying to figure out what the hell the riddler is doing in this movie and there's just some great puzzles that the, that the riddler gives with a perfect amount of humor in them but they're all super sadistic and it's really fun to watch him and jim gordon try to figure it out and the riddler in this movie is phenomenal
1: so is that the that's the, is that the best villain that uh that's there
0: uh next to heath ledger in the dark knight this is the best batman villain i've seen absolutely wow absolutely
1: i i I actually meant just in the movie but oh overall obviously in the movie that's true then too based on yeah in
0: the movie i mean there's multiple villains in the movie that riddler is the main um antagonist and he's kind of causing all the destruction um he's trying to bring to light some dirty secrets within the gotham political sphere Um, and he's, he's framed as this like Zodiac killer, which is a perfect way to interpret the Riddler in a serious tone. And he is just incredibly creepy and fucked up. And when you watch the movie, you can understand what he's trying to do. And he kind of thinks that he's doing something similar to what Batman's doing. And it's pretty messed up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's great.
1: Well, folks, you heard it here first, go see the, uh, the Batman. I plan on seeing it myself. Um, yep. I know Lucas doesn't, uh, he doesn't overhype stuff. If he doesn't, he doesn't overhype anything. If he feels, if he feels like it deserves the hype, he will hype it up.
0: It's great. I think one of the best parts about it is the depiction of Gotham as a city in this movie. I mean, this place looks like a fucking shithole, Uh, which is what it should be, really, because you look at the Dark Knight and other, you know, like in the Dark Knight, the city has a lot of shitty people in it, but the city itself looks nice, you know? Um, In this movie, there's a lot of shitty people, and the city looks like a dump, like it is disgusting. Disgusting um which is perfect and it just it fits the whole tone of the movie perfectly it's it's fantastic robert pattinson absolutely kills it as batman this is a different take on batman he doesn't really have the two alter egos he's a he's a younger batman and the bruce wayne side of things he's just very quiet and doesn't go out in public a whole lot which is i think more realistic to an actual billionaire um instead of the playboy kind of guy <laughs> so, that you get as christian bale in the dark Knight, it's just it's all very grounded and easy to get behind and he just murders it
1: so it's believe it's more believable it fits the story better
0: it does yes yeah yeah he was a very angry young batman still trying to figure out what he's doing and if what he's doing is the right way to go about it and it's it's a really really good story it's more it's more about batman than the villains and what's happening which doesn't always happen in a lot of batman movies like the dark knight is more about the joker and what he's doing and harvey dent's storyline as the da Um, and this one is more focused on batman and him trying to figure out what the hell he's doing and it's it's really good So. Go see it. Go, Go see it, see Batman. Go see it. I'll be seeing it many times.
1: Yeah, you'll probably see Lucas there.
0: You might. He's the, there's he's a good there chance. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't even. It's uh, one one last thing I'll say about it. There are, there are moments in it where I'm watching it and I'm just thinking, how the hell is this rated PG-13 right now? Because there's moments in it where it just gets like just the opening sequence is enough to be to be like, wow, this is darker than any batman movie i've <laughs> i've seen and <laughs> the, you know the i think ultimately the reason why it's not r is cuz they do restrict the amount of blood in it like they they could make it very bloody if they wanted to there is some blood and they there's still a lot of swearing but they try to cut down on it as much as possible to get it to that pg13
1: so they can increase the audience of the yeah definitely the
0: movie for sure. It would be hard to make, you know, the budget for this, I think, is like, I don't know, somewhere 180 million to 200 million. So it's it's harder to make that back if it's R-rated. Just people aren't going to go see it. But that being said, there have been young children both times I've seen it in the theater. And I'm just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, like this is a horrible movie for a kid. A kid would hate this movie. Uh, not only because it's incredibly dark and the violence that's in there is just brutal, but it's also like for a kid I would be bored out of my mind during parts of this cuz it's a long and um, right you know very it's it's a like a noir film you know detective story it's just parts of it you would hate as a kid cuz there's not a lot of action
1: but so in terms of so pretty much pre so like teenage people would would enjoy it
0: so yeah absolutely
1: but if you get if you start to like ten and under,
0: oh, bad! And I've seen <laughs> kids that were clearly under ten, and it's like this is terrible. I would have taken my kid out of the theater after the opening scene. The opening scene is this Riddler performing this gruesome act, and it is
1: oh, so they okay, yeah. But do you feel like they they did a good job balancing? I mean, based on how you're talking about it, it sounds like it. They 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 did a good job balancing bouncing it out so that way even i guess what i'm saying is it didn't take away from the movie that they took some of the violence or some of the gruesomeness out of it
0: no it doesn't really change anything in the movie because the tone of the movie is still incredibly dark and you still see a lot of the violence um, and it wouldn't have really changed much if they had added like A bunch of blood and actually made it look gory too you know you still get the feeling of it being super dark and intense um you know the as a movie fan myself i would have loved to see an r-rated batman that's like you know super gory as well during the violence and and um but it it doesn't really change the the storyline or anything so it's 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 right yeah it's super super well done
1: so they do if they yeah. if they I wanted mean, to just with, focus on that audience they could have done that and it would have been better for that audience specifically.
0: Right. But, it would but have, overall Yeah, overall it doesn't make sense to do that on a big Batman movie like this. But yeah, it's it's excellent within I mean within the first 3 minutes of the movie you get this opening shot of the Riddler I knew it was going to be super good. So, yeah, go check it out. Yeah, go watch it. It's amazing. There are people that like. I went with opening the first time I saw it. I went with five of my coworkers, and one of them hated it, absolutely hated it. And then the other, the other, the other four loved it. He, he's just not. I don't think he's a, a movie guy, and he thought it was just really boring. And he was just directly comparing it to the Dark Knight, and he's like, "Well, this isn't as good as the Dark Knight." And it's like, well, it's not The Dark Knight. It's totally different. You can't compare it. And I'm glad you're not it's gonna not be The satisfied. Dark not going to be satisfied. Because if you just... Yeah, you don't want to just copy something that already exists. You can go watch The Dark Knight if you're craving, you know, what that movie brings.
1: And it's probably for the best that they didn't go out and try to emulate The Dark Knight again. Because then it would have... They probably would have disappointed that same group of people anyways.
0: Absolutely. This is a totally new take. There... It's unlike any live Batman film that's been done and it's fantastic
1: alright go see it speaking of checking things out um, we have a sponsor that we'd love you guys to check out
0: we do yeah let's uh, let's pull it up here give me a uh, give me a second
1: it's um, you know it's, it's been a long time coming we've got We've had some some uh, some shaky some shaky sponsorships, uh, some relationships that have not um, how should I say it that have uh, blown up in our face. Um, Pepsi was a was a big one. You never even got to hear the hear that one. Uh,
0: yeah, I heard rumors yeah. of it, but.
1: Yeah, yeah, I uh, it was my fault. Um, I did keep it from Lucas um, because, uh, you know, it was I, I led to the to the destruction of that, and now we and now and now PepsiCo has uh, some hitmen out to get us, and uh, you know we've we've had a lot of cyber attacks um, on the podcast. Um, so if any of the podcasts, you know, any this is something we've we've hidden from you any issue with the podcast that we've had in the past whether it be audio um anything like that no matter what we no matter how we tried to excuse it it was a cyber attack and we were just trying to keep that on the low because if we talked about it they are just going to hit us harder so with that said um i probably shouldn't have said what i what i did because now we're just going to get uh get hit 10 times harder
0: I think they're attacking us right now, actually, because majority of that I could not understand. So I'm interested to listen to this when I edit. But I caught the last part. So uh, there we go. A little connection. A little shitty connection here. Oh, no. Hopefully uh... hopefully we could power through.
1: All right. Well, tell us about the sponsor. Did you Uh hear that?
0: I did, yeah. I'm gonna tell oh, okay. you. I'm gonna tell you about the sponsor here. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, uh, just a little bit about me. Uh, I love corn. Do you, do you love corn?
1: Yeah, like corn's corn? great. It's great.
0: Yeah, everyone loves corn. Um, but for years, corn has peaked. We haven't done anything new with it. We pop it. We turn it into fuel. We eat it. But it doesn't last forever. Uh, how do we make it last forever? I cannot tell you how many corn kernel-shaped tears I've shed over the mortality of corn. Let's be honest. When you poop it out, it could be reused, but it doesn't have that same snap and will take like fe- taste like feces. Um, some people like that. Uh, I think we've already made mention of that uh, earlier. But, um it's not for everyone uh for me i love feces uh feces day and night feces in my sprite feces take a bite feces i think i might i know what you're thinking this is one shitty ad read (laughs) Uh, but this is about corn how do we make corn last forever uh simple we make it out of steel that's right steel corn Corn that lasts forever. Just eat it, to poop it out, wash the feces off the corn, and eat it again. Never-ending corn. And it doesn't taste like poop after you wash it. If you want it to taste like poop, just eat the fucking poop with the steel corn inside of it. The solid steel corn also promotes tooth strength and a healthy mind. So, uh... If you'd like to learn more, go to We Love to Poop and then put the poop right back in our bot.com. Uh, and, and use code Big Pharma for 50% off your first pound of steel corn. May your corn last as long as you. Forever.
1: Wow. Wow, I mean, yeah. Just go to we love to poop and then put the poop right back in our butt dot com. Use code Big Pharma. Um, get a pound. Get your first pound of seal corn. Yeah. yeah,
0: I. You know, I've got a bag. Um, the nice thing is, you don't need unless you lose the corn, like unless you forget to pick it out of your poop. You just keep reusing it, so you, it lasts longer than regular corn. So you only need to buy a bag or two, which is fantastic. And you're getting, and we're offering you fifty percent off your first pound, so you're getting a great deal here. I mean, you can get one bag and have it last for a couple of years if you're careful about uh, picking it out. So,
1: yeah, I mean, get a bag for the whole family. Pretty soon you'll, you'll, you know, pretty soon you'll. Uh... I don't know. I don't fucking know. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, eat the corn. You know, eat the corn. It's good.
0: It's it's good corn. Uh, Sometimes it gives me some issues with my stomach, but I just know that that's uh, that's the corn working its magic.
1: Yeah, sometimes you know. Sometimes my my stomach feels like a change purse, but. Right. That's normal. That's normal. You know? Yeah. So uh, I think we just got to give them that website and that code one more time and we'll be ready to move on.
0: Yeah. That's uh, we love to poop and then put the poop right back in our butt.com and code big pharma. Big pharma. That gets you 50% off. So yeah, go check it out.
1: There we go. Yeah. I think that one went well.
0: Uh, that's a good sponsor. It's, that's an exciting one. Simple, simple concept. It should be easy to retain that. Um, those those people over at Steel Corn. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you you know, it's it's probably up most of our listeners' alleys as well as up their butts. So correct. Yeah. Well,
0: um, what have we got for our entertainment review this week?
1: Well, we've got something special, um, don't we? <laughs> we've got something special.
0: <laughs> I think yeah, we I just, do.
1: I just slapped my knee so hard that it hurt my shin
0: oh no maybe your limb's gonna fall off shin limb shin limbs shin who we're talking limb. about today wow uh, that shin, was great shin limb is a fantastic magician a great creator of magic and does a lot of um does a lot of effects that You would typically associate with close-up magic and does them on stage. So he does a lot of card magic on a stage that is very visual and good for a large audience. And we are going to talk about some of his America's Got Talent uh, performances. Because that is what he is best known for. At least that's how he got huge in the public eye. He was already very large in the magic world for a long time before going on in America's Got Talent but now he is not just big in the magic world but just pop culture
1: yeah I mean I'd, I'd say that he he had popularity in Asia and he also I believe he won or I, I believe he fooled Penn and Teller on their tv show prior yeah
0: and he won right? he won fism back in like the 2000s too so
1: so he's um yeah, I, he's, he's, uh, I don't know if there's been a magician on the show who really has had much street, as much street cred as him going into it. Um, but he, he really, I mean, he killed it. And then he, he won, he won, uh, America's Got Talent. And then he came back for the America's Got Talent champions where they had all of like the, the top finalists and winners of America's Got Talent come back. And, uh, he won that too, yeah. But we're not talking about the champion stuff. We're talking about his. Uh, I think all of this is coming from his, uh, the first the first uh, time he he became uh, known on America's Got Talent, right? But, um. Yeah, he like Lucas said he he kind of adapts he no one really adapted card magic to stage in this way before him would you say that
0: um as visual as he is not to the extent that he's done in terms of the amount of visual card magic that he does on stage because he can do whole Mm. acts with just a deck of cards on stage like i've seen visual stuff be done with cards on stage but he really just does so much of it and a lot of it's very original um it's right. pretty crazy. That's, I mean, some, that's of it's, another thing. some of it's like overwhelming the amount of stuff that he packs in to, uh, to a routine, which I don't know if that's good or bad.
1: <laughs> well, I have a, I have an opinion on that. I think that it could, well, it's kind of split. I think it could be either, but at the same time, maybe he utilizes that to his advantage when achieving some, maybe some of those things are only achievable because he's putting your attention, he's splitting your attention up in a, a bunch of different ways
0: right yeah i'm sure that is yeah there, there's there's a lot of yeah I, I don't know if i want to expose it but a lot of the stuff going on is it's hard to uh it's hard you to make be able to... it's hard to make that all happen without a lot going on to begin with to distract people because there's a lot of like deck switches and shit and a lot of hard techniques
1: yeah Right. Right. And at the same time, some of the stuff he does is meant, I mean, the stuff that, I'm sure that, it, I guess what I should say is, I'm sure his close-up card magic is a lot different than his stage card card magic. Yes. Um,
0: yeah, because a lot of his stage stuff with the card magic wouldn't even look good close-up.
1: Right, it would, like wouldn't it's, look good. It's,
0: it's been changed so much to where it only looks good on stage. And I'm sure that the people that are up there right next to him have to be able to see some of it. Or at I, least that's... at least you would as a magician. I don't know if a layman would, but like when you're right up next to some of that stuff that he's doing, it seems like you would have to notice some of it. Just the I, way that, that the tricks work.
1: Definitely crossed my mind. I'm sure that some of it looks... I mean, I'd like to think that it looks just as good in person, but we both know that odds are, and especially with the way that, uh, I mean, you can see everything with how lit those stages are, you know? So uh-huh. everything's already got a ton of light on it. So it's going to catch the glimpse of any type of, like, like. you get what I mean. Sometimes magicians control the lighting to benefit them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, uh, on a TV show like this, they, they have to put a ton of light on you to get right. a good camera shot. Right. But, uh, yeah, so we, we kind of reviewed, uh, all of his performances from America's Got Talent. One thing I'm not sure of is the last performance that, uh, was in this, uh, compilation that we watched. I wasn't sure of, uh, maybe you'll know. I didn't think that 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 was his final performance to me I felt like that was like you know how they have performances in the finale after they've already done their right like in the in the results show, the very final right. show where they all like they they have they have all of these acts perform with or for famous people that they bring on the show. Yes. Do you think that that's what that was?
0: Probably. It didn't feel like a performance on the actual show.
1: Right. And we'll get to, we'll, we'll kind of get to yeah. that one towards well, the end. Why don't
0: you, but... why don't you take it away with the, the, the first routine that we watched?
1: Yeah. So this one, um, and one thing I should say is there's a lot of stuff, like Lucas said, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in just one, there's a lot of magic happening in every small like three four minute act um so it's kind of hard to catch everything
0: yeah but we don't need well, to well, catch everything but just right, give us well, an overview of kind of what's what the hell is going on here
1: so in the first one there's a signed card and he he takes the card he puts it behind his vest i think whatever he's wearing his shirt right it's probably a button up shirt yes it is he he signed card the face of it is towards him he puts it behind his shirt so it's you'd imagine that it's touching his chest he removes the card shows that it's blank and now moves his his uh shirt over so you could see the imprint of the the card on uh his chest yeah tattooed on him yeah um, I, did I skip to the, there was, there's other I guess that's one of the things that happened.
0: It's the first another, memorable one.
1: Right. There's a, like, I'm bad because I want to, like, I want to catch Like, I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. But, but it's,
0: it's too much to talk about. There's like magic every 15 seconds, you know, it's, right. it's crazy. The amount that's packed in there.
1: So we'll just kind of bottle it down. There's another thing that happens during this. Uh, so the card ends up. The card ends up, um, appearing in, like, a block, like a, like a glass block. Right. Um, well, the deck turns into this glass block, and then the card, the card is in the middle. Yes. Um, and he also turned, he turned the deck visually into a bunch of, like, pieces of plastic that are clear. Um... There's this thing that he does where he spreads the cards out on the close up mat in a way that it makes like an arrow. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what part of the routine. He was just hit it a card a selected card appeared. There was a card that was on the that was on the um the mat, I guess, the whole time.
0: An envelope.
1: Oh, it was an envelope. So I guess at one point the card vanished and then he takes the deck. He spreads it in a way along the, along the mat that, it, so he spreads these rows of cards and these rows of cards make like a picture. And this picture is an arrow that points down to the corner of the table. And that's where that envelope is. And then he pulls their card out of the envelope. Um, yeah. There's some stuff that happens with aces as well um but and then there's some cool card vanishes where the where the cards very very visually like he takes the cards and then he makes a motion towards the table and they just disappear right um yeah that's kind of that's kind of the i guess that's so this brings me into just this short little comment it's hard for people to to talk about him in a specific way because yes. of everything that he does. Do you think that's a good thing? Do you think that that's uh, a, a bad thing?
0: I think it's good because I think it. I think it can be good or bad depending on what you're doing. I think in his case, it's very good because he's doing very visually strong magic. So people remember the feeling more than the actual tricks and the feeling that they get is just like holy shit how is he doing any of this it's just so impossible looking so I think in that case it's very good however you could also go the other way and do you know, way too much stuff in a short period of time and if it's like not visual then it could be very boring and people will think of it negatively so I think in this case because of the style of effects that he's doing it it works very well
1: and he definitely takes like the cinematic angle like he it's a yeah the N- music no, is yeah no music talking plays a big part heavy right. music he, he doesn't talk music his move the there's like a flow he's he's very focused on how he moves yeah very conscious of how his hands move um and how that interacts with the music
0: yes yeah, I was so gonna, is... I was going to bring this up too. I think I think even though for a lot of people that works well and is enjoyable and I still enjoy watching it, I always find it a little bit silly when you take this serious cinematic approach and there's really nothing deeper than just making cards disappear. It seems sometimes it seems a little silly. Like I like the cinematic right. approach in like Derek Delgadillo's in and of itself. When there's like a super powerful message, like, yeah. you know, as the main point of him doing the show, but it's I don't know. There's a couple moments where you know he's like dramatically moving a hand like in slow motion towards a card to like make it disappear or something, and it's just like, you know, if you zoom out and look at it from afar, it's like this is a little, little dramatic for, you know, right? Make or it like a one, card vanish.
1: <laughs> one thing that happened that that kind of. It goes with that, is he made a card vanish, and then... And you may be talking about this specifically, but I don't think so. So he, he makes a card vanish, um, sticks his... The card is clearly vanished when he sticks his palms outward together. So like his palms are facing the audience, and his thumbs are touching. Yeah. And then it's clear at that moment that the card has vanished, and then he decides to add this little bit where he he blows in between his... It, in that little window that's between his hands. And he just goes... And and also opens his fingers. Like... Right. He spreads yeah. his fingers at the same time.
0: Yeah, because it could be back palming the card or something. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. That felt... Uh it's maybe it's because we're magicians and it's it almost certainly it is
0: it almost certainly is i think i think 99 of people who watch this not having a magic background enjoy it a lot you know i hear i right. he's one of the names that i hear brought up more than anyone at least when really? i when i'm performing yeah they so always like who's a- who, is, who is that they don't actually i should rephrase they never remember his name <laughs> they never remember um, they are they're always like, Who's that Asian guy in America's Got Talent? He was really good. And uh and and then of course you get the obligatory uh, Oh, you should go in America's Got Talent. You know, I hear that all the time too. It's like shut up. Shut the fuck up
1: Definitely as <laughs> I didn't realize that he I guess he, he 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 was on a lot of I mean a lot of people watch America's Got Talent and he was on He was on a lot of it and Mm -hmm. uh, he was, he was like the best magician. That's probably, or one of the, definitely one of the best magicians, if not the best that's been on that show altogether over the years. Yep. So it's, I guess, but as a, as a magician, knowing how he does what he's doing, it makes, it makes you start to pay attention to we're, we're more hyper aware of everything that's going on not just the magic itself. Right. So because we don't have to, because we're not caught up in, in the, in the tricks and the astonishment. Right. Right. We're, we're more focused on the smaller details, like the stuff that doesn't matter in terms of the, like, we know how the magic's happening, but there's a lot of stuff outside the magic that's happening. And some of it's just hard to take seriously.
0: Like his use of smoke. I didn't know he was a chronic <laughs> smoker.
1: He's Yeah, he he owns a vape shop. Uh, he's actually yeah. promoting his brand. Yeah, he does use a lot of a lot of smoke both from the table like and a from like a lot, the mouth.
0: like a lot and just around him on the stage in some time, in some areas, you know? Like he'll walk onto stage and there's like a a mist oh, on yeah. the ground and then like smoke will come out of a card when it's sitting on the mat and out of his mouth and like it's constant like almost almost every routine there's at least one part where something starts smoking which i like i like i like that i have done a lot of (laughs) tricks with smoke myself i think it's a fantastic visual but holy shit does he overuse the hell out of it
1: it's a and he you're right because he could he has some really cool uses for it and really cool ways to make it happen like it's it's crazy how he makes that he. It's crazy the work that he has to put in to make those moments work, right? And appear the way that they do. Right. But he also he uses it in complex ways, but also simple ways that take away from the cool, like the really cool, yes, um, ways that he does it. Yes. Is there um. What's the. What's the standout? Uh, do you have a standout routine? That that that, there's a lot. It all kind of blends together. Yeah, no,
0: I don't. He goes back to just there's just so much magic crammed into three four minutes. I don't have a standout routine. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, one thing I'll point out is some of the you, you know looking from afar from a magician's point, you can kind of see some of the production tricks that America's Got Talent will use. Uh, in comparison to you know other magic that's seen on tv oh. um there's a moment in one of the tricks where he hands someone a marker and says will you please uncap the marker and then we get a close-up of the spectator uncapping the marker and just as someone who watches a lot of movies and uh, and also a magician just completely unnecessary and all focus is now forced on this marker and Shin can do whatever the hell he wants oh. during this moment where they're cutting the marker. And I just, I wonder how much control uh, performers have over stuff like that. Or I wonder if that's just the producer's decision to do that. I, I don't know, but stuff well, like little things like that bother me. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know. I think I I think if the routine is built well enough, you can just have the full shot of them uncapping the marker. You know, I understand on TV it's going to be out there and people can rewind it, rewind it and watch it. But that's just part of it, you know.
1: So you're saying like, who knows, it could have been the production just being just being shitty and and just adding a, a shot that doesn't matter in there.
0: Well, no, no, no. I don't uh, think no, I, don't, I don't think that. I don't think that's the case. I think that's very intentional. I'm just wondering oh, okay. if Shin had a say in that or if yeah. the production is just like, okay, we're going to do this because people are going to see the move that he's doing if we don't.
1: I I probably say that it's Shin or Shin, so he definitely had some type of magic team working with him. Absolutely. So it it was either them or him. It definitely involved with the producers Um, but I think that if the production team likes you and knows the, and knows, like if people are coming to watch the show specifically for one performer, like if, if they know that they're retaining view, viewership, especially with a certain person in the show, they want to do whatever they can to help this person look good. Right. To like achieve. Right. Um, like I'm sure with some performers they wouldn't care if people saw if like they messed up or if it or if there was a, a flaw. Right. You know, like they they gain something. They also gain something out of when you mess up. Um.
0: What I what I think though is there are very natural ways to do a cut like that. Um. Like that just. Like, as soon as I saw that, that just stood out to me like a sore thumb. Like, why would we need a close-up of someone taking a cap off of a marker? Uh, That's just an action that everyone knows what's going on here. I think instead, if we got a close-up of them maybe signing their name on the card so we can get a shot of the signature on the playing card, that would be a more natural way of doing that, you know? Uh, Which I'm sure in the routine that's structured, it can't work like that, but... Just little, and I think most people wouldn't even notice that, but little things like that just stick out to me so, so badly. But.
1: Yeah. Just a a
0: small gripe, you know.
1: (laughs) Right. Something that nobody else would really ever um, point out, but also like, I mean, there's some analytical people out there that, that are very skeptical about magic who might hold the same exact view, but they don't have to worry about those people because they're just such a small quantity but you're just thinking for the overall quality of the performance for not just for you as a magician but for the average viewer it just doesn't look as good as it could it doesn't flow as good as it could be
0: yeah it's just an awkward moment the rest of the trick still flows fantastic and he's incredibly skilled at what he's doing one of the best sleight of hand guys in the world so you know most of the routine is just and baffling in terms of the skill that he has to pull off what he's doing.
1: There was only one real moment in any of the tricks where I thought, "Wow, that was obvious." That was an obvious ditch. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know uh, where I No. I think the there's this trick where he he has a plastic bag with a signed card in it. Uh-huh. And then he he makes that change spots with another signed card, right? right? Yes. And then he changes them back, and then he ends up putting both the cards in this plastic bag, and then he vanishes them from the bag. Uh huh. It was at that moment he did something. It was at the very end of the performance, and it was like the last motion he did.
0: Yes. Uh, okay. And it
1: it just was very. Um, and i don't even think that it's me as a magician catching it obviously it made me even more uncomfortable than it would like anybody else but i just i just thought that that was obvious that something was going on but i guess i guess that to an extent it doesn't matter because as long as they don't know exactly what's happening they could they could be like i mean as a magician you don't want people to to be to know when any I mean it's good that they don't know what specifically is happening. Right. Method-wise, but at the same time you also would rather not them know when that when that's happening.
0: I wonder if he structures his actual shows similarly to this America's Got Talent stuff. I would imagine he doesn't, but you know, I obviously don't know. But I think what he's doing here is just perfect. For America's Got Talent. Because he's, cram- yeah. he's cramming in all of this extremely visual stuff that looks so impossible. And just for the average viewer, it's just it's unbelievable what he's doing. But there's really no depth to any of the tricks beyond what you're seeing visually. And I wonder if his actual show is totally different. Or if he sticks with the same style of just super visual one or one after the other, after the other, you know.
1: Well, I think that that reason is probably why I'm I notice and have a lot of problems with certain things that he does because it's so free. Like he's not trying. It it kind of shows me the importance of verbal misdirection. Yeah. Um. I think that. I mean. I've seen video uh, – he has a show called, like, 52 Shades of Red or something okay. that he performed in in Asia. I think it was before any of the America's Got Talent stuff. But there's this, like, 30 – 20 or 30-minute act. I don't know. 15 to 30-minute, we'll just say. And it's the same kind of stuff. So I think that he just – I. but at the same time, I haven't really seen him perform – Enough to tell you for certain, but it seems like this is his style. Right. He, he lets the magic do the talking. Yeah. And I guess at the same time, some of the, I think you'd agree with this. Some of the stuff that he does talking, it'd be hard to talk. It'd be hard to, to make any type of pattern that would, that would enhance the routine yeah because of how crazy everything is like oh this this card is uh if he if he kind of i'm not saying narrate but if he if he tried to justify or if he tried to if he tried to tie things together with with words and i think that i will i guess one of the reasons why it wouldn't make sense is because like you said, he he just kind of puts a bunch of stuff together, so talking with that style just doesn't work. right um, but if he if he cut down the the tricks, then he could probably have an act where he he could talk through the whole thing.
0: right. Yeah, I don't know but he uh overall, I like him a lot. super skilled and um should we talk about the last thing he does
1: well just a fun fact about chin i think uh I, I think this is true i don't i don't know if he did this for a living but i'm pretty sure he was a concert pianist yeah oh, yes i think he did it for uh like yes. it was it was what he did before magic and then he had uh carpal tunnel and then uh or he was starting to get carpal tunnel and then he he had right. to stop right and he did, it, and then he started doing another thing that really relied on his hands, which is, which is interesting. Card magic. I feel like I remember something that involves Fool Us where he talked about how he didn't he get like a surgery or something, and there was some there was some story where he didn't know if he was ever going to be able to perform magic again.
0: Oh really? I don't. I can't I remember so. his Foolus performances. I need to watch this again. I can't even remember what he did. Yeah, so. I don't.
1: Um... I don't remember either. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the, let's talk about
0: the the last thing. thing. So the last thing, I'm not going to describe the trick at all because it is one that I do a lot and have been doing for many years now. Um, And I am just, I'm very surprised that he did this on television. And I'm, I was surprised when you told me that he did this Patrick, um, because it's just, it's not a, it's not a good trick for TV. It's not. Yeah. Um, he makes it play pretty well on television, but it is as a, good as it can. It's a very long trick with a lot of just, it's very boring until the very end. It is not visual. And the biggest problem is if you really wanted to, you could watch it, you know, 10 times through and eventually boil down how he's kind of doing this. Cause it's not a lot of sleight of hand. Um, so, and this is a trick that is fantastic. I do it in a lot of my close-up shows. It has fooled many magicians that I've shown it to. It's it's a fantastic, fantastic routine. And I, I yeah, I was very surprised to see him do it on TV. But uh, I mean, he does it very well and makes it play as fun as it can on TV. It's still enjoyable to watch. Just I was very surprised though, and he does it like exactly how the the creators made it and when I first learned this trick I bought it just by itself as a download and in the trailer for this effect they don't even show it in its entirety because you could just watch it over and over and over until you figure it out and I just had to trust that it was going to be good enough and I bought it and learned it and it was so it's just it's surprised to see it performed in its entirety on television.
1: yeah that's uh did you feel like he was kind of doing it a disservice by doing that
0: uh yes yeah i think it's it's not a very well known trick but it's it's such a great trick and it's super powerful in person because as the spectator like you do a lot of handling of the cards and it feels very impossible that there could be any sleight of hand in it um and it's it just I don't think it translates as strongly to television. So I'm I was surprised at this one.
1: And he didn't. I guess that that was the only trick in all of the ones that we watched where he really like he said more than a couple words that you could hear. Right. Um. And he, there wasn't really any personality. Yeah, it was
0: pretty straightforward, just uh, procedural.
1: Um, but maybe that's because he didn't want to change up how they everybody perceived him through the other effects maybe but it just made the trick feel a little slow
0: yeah i know that you didn't like the uh the one spectator <laughs>
1: yeah. he was just uh he was just annoying i mean he wasn't as bad as i'm like i i was complaining to Lucas about him and uh he wasn't as bad as like i i said but it annoyed me knowing like dealing with people who are like that in the past and seeing that on tv yeah right it just made me cringe yeah but you you didn't like there was a was there a different person in that routine that you didn't like no that was a bad spectator not
0: in that routine oh was a different one yeah I thought that some of the judges on America's Got Talent were pretty bland when they they were up there. Not that they need to do anything crazy, but they're like actively trying to enhance the effect by giving giving like verbal, you know, ideas of what's happening. And it's like, no, we can see it. You don't need to to say it.
1: They weren't acting. Uh, the. A regular spectator who wasn't famous or a part of the show would be acting a lot differently. Sure. Than them.
0: But overall, it doesn't matter. Also, I didn't know that there's now five judges on America's Got Talent, so that was a surprise when I watched those. I remember when they bumped it up to four, like
1: oh, many okay.
0: many years ago. I was like, "Why the hell are they doing four? Like that's a terrible number." to have for judges and i guess now it's five and i so when i watch these clips i was like what the fuck there's five like at, at some point there's going to be like 10
1: the whole audience is just there's the a judge
0: whole... everyone's got a button
1: <laughs> they cut to every single person and yeah. everybody has to talk the oh
0: 236 to 234 you're going through
1: <laughs> it becomes this like game show oh my god
0: I think i'm gonna start telling people like whenever they ask me oh who's who's that asian guy in america's got talent he was really good i'm just gonna act like i've never heard of him and <laughs> then or, when they or, or the rare person who actually knows his name hey, did you ever see shin lamb on america's got talent he is he's insane like i don't know who that is
1: <laughs> america's got what what is the sh- is wait what's show? what's the show called
0: what's the show called <laughs> Who's this guy? Shin Lim. Just act like I have no idea. Yeah, Shin Lim. Oh, I I like David Blaine too. You know who that is? No. Who?
1: <laughs> and then and then you just respond with like, I haven't heard of those nobodies, but have you heard of Chris Angel?
0: <laughs> you know Chris Angel. I love Chris Angel. You should check him out.
1: Do you en- have you encountered anybody who? liked Angel, like that was oh, the yeah. person that they all the time envisioned as a magician that's the yeah
0: all the time Uh my show on Saturday someone someone uh was talking about him yep
1: yeah you got, I guess you got the Chris Angel people and then you got the David Blaine people and then you got the Shin Lim people
0: and then you got the Asian guy in America's Got Talent people
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: right I'm just gonna start responding no I have no idea who that is but have you heard of Guy Hollingworth He's fantastic. You should check him out.
1: Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Or have he, you I mean...
0: have you heard of um I'm, lo- I'm looking at my books here trying to think of Helder Guimarães, you know Helder? Oh, he's great. <laughs> just just people that like no one would know.
1: Like no chance that they
0: yeah, Oh, Danny Dayertz. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Just give him some really obscure <laughs> ones. Yeah. Vanachik? But... Yeah, well, people might know him. They might. Yeah. They might. That's too. That's too mainstream.
1: Yeah.
0: But a lot of people wouldn't.
1: Magic is a weird field. I mean, some people haven't heard of anybody. Some people have only heard of one. Um, some people I mean, Penn and Teller are probably some of the most famous magicians out there, but if people are asked to name a magician, they're not going to, they think of them as more so celebrities probably at this point. Yeah. Celebrity magicians. Right. Um. People, people don't know how, I guess how talented they are. Right. Chris Angel though. He's great. He's great. He's he, fantastic.
0: Uh, we got to review him again. Maybe next week. Well, we, we got to, it's about time. Yeah. Chris Angel. Look forward to Chris Angel next, uh, next pod unless we don't do it unless unless we don't but if we do look forward look forward to that
1: i'm looking up chris angel i'm I'm looking up the next what the next episode is called yeah it's in spanish okay (laughs) i feel like this happened before yeah I did chris angel and then it just gave me the episode name in spanish well how does it do that
0: um what what would this be episode four episode four mind freak episode four hey it gave it to me in spanish too
1: <laughs> why is it doing that is it uh let me type in a different episode and see if it that might just be the. it might just be in spanish because if i type in five it goes in wait number three is in spanish too
0: I'm just. I'll just give you the uh, overview of the episode. Chris has a four and a half ton SUV drive over him as he lies on a bed of eight inch nails. It sounds like, sounds like this is a real one.
1: It sounds, it sounds like, real.
0: Sounds like he's doing this for real. Yeah. We could totally put four and a half tons on top of someone laying on nails and have them live.
1: Eight inch nails. Yeah. So it's piercing through the the majority of his body if it's
0: i'm in that sounds awesome
1: yeah. well you guys know what to look forward to next week then uh you know not a spoiler just a little uh tease a little tease
0: a little tease a little tease. tease well um what, what else what else do we got to wrap up the pod any um do we have any words you know what we should check um i think we have a new Listener listener listener
1: location. New
0: listener location. New listener location alert. I'll put in like an alarm sound. New New listener
1: location. New listener location. New listener
0: location. New listener location. New listener location um, new listener location pulling, let me pull it up here. And that location is Pennsylvania. Shout out Pennsylvania, uh, specifically Philadelphia. Happy to have you on board that makes six States and two countries that have listened to the flaming melon podcast. Pretty crazy.
1: Shout out to Philly. Um, Maybe it's just one person that's just traveling the world. Maybe. <laughs> and they're just they're just trying to make us feel feel important by traveling the world, listening to the podcast from a couple of different states. Yeah. Um. What do, uh, who do you think the demographic of the, or I guess we know what the demographic is. Who do you think the show has actually reached? Who do, what kind of people do you think were that are listening to us right now? Um.
0: I have no idea. My mother,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, mean, I know she listens. Anyone outside of her, I have no idea.
1: Shout out to shout out to Lucas's mom. Shout out to Amy. Shout um, out. But if you, but if you, <laughs> I mean, like, I'd like to think that somebody out there is a magician, but at the same time we don't know so if you are a magician and you are listening to this podcast send, us, to, send us an email yeah send us an email uh flaming melon pod at gmail.com um maybe we'll send you a gift maybe a mystery box um worth up to ten thousand worth up
0: to ten thousand dollars correct
1: um but we're but legitimately, uh, we love to hear from you. We uh, we like networking with other magicians and talking with uh, other people of our of our kind. Um, yep. Even though a lot of them are assholes, let's be honest.
0: Uh, let's true. Be honest. That is true.
1: Um. But I guess we 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 can be too. Um, but some that's of them also just...
0: true. Some of them are legitimate assholes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep that is uh that's true you get a lot so, of big
0: you get a lot of big egos in magic you know someone learns how to make a card appear in a shoe and they think they're a god
1: yeah 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 some people don't get into magic for the right reasons uh some people get a little i mean it's addicting i uh, it's yeah absolutely. i definitely i can see how somebody could get in get caught up into it and not like it for the right reasons because it gives you a it gives you a false sense of power yeah right you especially if you're somebody who hasn't had and like if you if you lack positive social interactions and you and you find magic now you're having now people now you're the center of attention right um
0: yeah i've liked it for the wrong reasons before i'm like Used to try to make people think that some of it was real, like I had someone on my show on Saturday ask if I'm a, sp- a spiritual person, um, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know how I would have answered this. Like I legitimately don't know what I would have said to that, like six, seven years ago. Um, yeah. But I just told them no, I am not, and they asked me if I'm religious at all, and I said no, um, and it felt good to say that because. That's that's where you get all the immoral stuff that happens in magic is when you combine it with, you know, not all the time, but a lot of the time when you combine it with spirituality and then you get all this psychic bullshit and stuff like that. and
1: People thinking you have a gift.
0: R- exactly. Yeah.
1: You don't have a gift. You have a talent.
0: Yes. You have a skill that takes a lot of practice.
1: It's, right.
0: It has nothing to do with anything spiritual. Yeah. But.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's, uh, um, yeah, it definitely attracts a lot of bad people.
0: It can, yeah. And I, don't, I don't want to make it out to be like most magicians are bad and most magicians are very good, kind people. But uh yeah, because it's such a small community, you get to meet a lot of uh weird guys. A lot of weird people. That's true. So
1: that's true. And we're not, we're not really over here talking about all of the great ones. Um, not at all. So we don't, we we don't want it to make it seem like all of them are bad, but it's just, uh, it's just, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's necessarily common, but it's definitely not uncommon for magicians to have some, some toxic personality traits. Sure. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's a growing experience. You're not, uh, as long as you eventually, I mean, if people are this way and they've been doing it forever, that's, that's hard to look past. But if right. you're early on and you're still learning and you're still learning like who you are as a magician, um, you know, I don't, I don't hold it against anybody. Right. You know?
0: Yep. Yeah, once you find out who you are and, and who you are as a magician, then you can kind of know what you need to do and talk about eating steel corn. And, yeah, um,
1: pretty and, soon you're drinking your office. And stuff own like piss. That.
0: And yeah, um, and that's how we know that we are sane and not in the weird camp of magicians. We are totally normal people.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you... If you're like us, you go to www.welovetopoop you go to www dot we love to uh, to poop and then put the poop right back in our butt dot com. Um, you know, if you're like us, you go to that website, you get yourself some steel corn.
0: Get some steel corn. Maybe you go to Sarbope, get some bars of soap. You know.
1: Yeah, I recently my recent Sarbop, um, which if you if you're a new listener, that uh you know that's uh. It's last that was last week's
0: last week's sponsor
1: you get a prize in uh in the middle of your bar of soap and uh yeah i you know i got lucky and i got a mercury Dirkery. oh no way yeah
0: wow those are nice that's a nice car classic yeah classic car.
1: i, sh- I, sh- I should have known that uh you know based on how big the bar of soap was that it had a car in it but
0: I got one of those little, um, like erasers that you can put on the end of your pencil. That kind of looks like a little, a little figurine. So I got one. Oh, that, I got one yeah. that look, looks like Superman. You put them on the end of a pencil. Super cool.
1: Yeah, Lucas couldn't yeah. stop talking about it. He's been talking about that for a yeah. fucking week. Can't yeah. get him to shut the fuck up about it.
0: Yeah, well, it's just so cool. Like it looks so cool. I'm never gonna erase anything with it because I just like the way it looks.
1: Yeah, he's really been talking about it all too much, and I I haven't been able to have a serious conversation with him because he just... Well, I mean, we've had serious conversations about how much he likes this eraser, but that's about it.
0: Yeah. I do he like doesn't... the eraser. I do like it a lot. But uh, that's not... Anything... Well, well, Go ahead.
1: I was just going to give you the opportunity to get out any other information about the eraser just so I don't have to hear about it anymore.
0: No. I wish I could use it to erase... Russia from existence just kidding that's uh I, I, there's a I lot of a lot of innocent people in Russia in fact most people are are very good people over there but um still that, uh still still some bad stuff happening over in that area of the world
1: a couple of bad things going on
0: um, a couple of bad things that nuclear power plant that was on fire that you brought to my attention that's uh pretty pretty terrifying um
1: Yeah, there's the the world is in a very tense uh, position right now. Yeah, but that's that's another reason why uh, why you come here to the podcast. Yeah, because we give you
0: because we talk about stuff that doesn't matter, and you can escape the overwhelming, crushing reality of this dark planet.
1: (laughs) What if we eventually become like a news station? We become (laughs) like a we start reporting the news. Maybe we could have, like, a spinoff segment that where we... uh...
0: We could do a news report.
1: Yeah. I like that idea.
0: All right. I do, too. Maybe next week we do a little news report.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Talk about how everybody's fucked.
0: Yeah. And then, like, maybe sports.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so Ukraine keeps getting bombed, uh, you know, but the Steelers, the Steelers... (laughs) This past week the on the
0: PGA that... Tour, Scotty Scheffler
1: wins his second tournament. The Steelers are the ones that are really bombing right now. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. But uh, you know, that's just, I mean, please don't hold it against us. Lucas and I handle um, handle tragedy in uh, in a different uh, in a different way. Yeah. Um, but that don't let that fool you. We uh, hopefully,
0: you know, hopefully, you handle it in a similar way. Otherwise, you're gonna think we are fucking idiots <laughs> and terrible well, people. I,
1: I mean, we we care about any innocent people in the whole situation that are that are being negatively affected Which by is it.
0: Millions of people right now.
1: Um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, you know, I've I've come to i wish it was more accepted and i do like i i do get it like uh if you're ukrainian watching this you're probably pretty pissed right um right understandably and it's just different it's different uh it's the way i am it's hard for me to take everything so seriously because it's if i did i would you know i mm, I, I would be so depressed that i couldn't get out of bed you i'd know probably what I
0: mean? probably kill myself yeah Right. Some, some, exactly. Some, sometimes you just got to laugh at how fucked up everything is.
1: Yeah, I'm not laughing at anybody dying or, or no. Anything that's like horrible.
0: That. Um, it's terrible. I wish that would not happen. Yeah. Uh, but just the situation in the world, sometimes it's just so ridiculously fucked up that all you can do is laugh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we gotta. We we do we we gotta focus on what's under our control. And what's outside of our control, we just we just gotta hope for the best and uh, yep. Yeah, and not contribute to it. So right. I don't I don't think that uh, as long as I mean there's there's definitely bad ways to comedy's a weird thing, but I think there's definitely bad ways to to make fun of a situation. and I, I think I've heard I mean I've heard people talk about how there's a lot of people online. You know, making like really offensive like memes and stuff. I haven't even, I haven't really. Oh, yeah. Anything out. I've like, seen a
0: lot of like bad yeah. ones, like people just, you know, siding with like what Rush is doing and just takes that are completely against, you know, morality. And there's some, there's some dumb stuff out there. But also there's some funny stuff that light, you know, can give you, can loosen up the, uh, the darkness of all of it make you laugh for a moment so
1: yeah so i mean have a heart um you know uh it definitely uh it makes you it makes you think about your own uh you know your own your own life and look a little inward and uh and kind of realize the you know how lucky that we we may have it no matter how bad um right you feel like you have it you know uh, And also, like life, life is short. There's a you know anything could happen at any time. Yep. You know, unfortunately, there's a really big thing happening right now. Um, but it does make you think, like, hey, you know, it make the most of of what, which like of the of the time you have, because uh, you know anything could happen. That's right. That's why we appreciate you listening to this podcast and uh, being yeah. playing a playing a playing a part in our journey. And it feels like uh, you know you're not you're not here in person with us, but we feel you. We feel you in in spirit. We uh, um
0: we can so see you. I don't know, where this is going. I don't I don't know either. We're gonna give you one more thing to listen to here, and that's a little bit of theater uh, oh, yes. of the mind. Theater of the mind theater of the mind um patrick do you want to start with a scenario or would you like me to to start
1: i'll let you start
0: okay i'm gonna keep things topical batman i, I bet you thought of. Oh, I, okay. I bet you okay i was worried for a second <laughs> I was worried no no nope, we're not gonna go there um uh, batman um let's see one of us is going to be a a security guard at Arkham Prison, and the other will be a prisoner that we are locking up. Okay? Would you like to be the okay. security guard, the police officer, or would you like to be the prisoner that uh, is being locked up?
1: I'll let you pick. I'll let you pick. <laughs> okay. De- dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. It's a big. It's a big choice. I can't make it. Myself. All right,
0: you're gonna be locking me up then. Okay. All right.
1: It's all right.
0: What are you doing, locking me up?
1: This the, I cannot. I cannot. The the whole connection is making this. Oh no! So hard. Right really?
0: Now. I just gotta note that my internet's unstable. God damn it!
1: Okay. It's,
0: All right. How am I let's, now? Let's,
1: let's, it's, it's okay. But okay. I think it, I think it's like, sometimes it's you, sometimes it's me. So it's hard to, it's hard for it, for us to find a patch where it's, where it's both fine. All right. Let's, let's go for it.
0: Okay. Here we go. You are locking me so, up.
1: I'm locking you up. All right. Go ahead. All okay. right. I hope you enjoy your cold slumber, you sack of shit.
0: This is ridiculous. I do not deserve this. This is—you're putting me in here.
1: I'm putting you in here.
0: <laughs> this cell's smaller than a dog cage. What the fuck is this place?
1: This is uh, this is Applebee's.
0: Do you, do you even do you even know what I did to be? To, de- to d- deserve to be here? Do you even know what I did? To put me in an Applebee's?
1: You, you you wouldn't shut the fuck up about your eraser.
0: Yeah. Is that enough? Is that enough to put me here? In an Applebee's? I don't well, think sir, so. You... I don't think so. I want a retrial. This is absurd.
1: Are you familiar with the penal codes?
0: Yes. Are you familiar with my penal code? Because I'm gonna be using it a lot here in this Applebee's. All right, I'm gonna be using it a lot. I'm gonna be dropping some soap and making you pick it up, and then I'm gonna f- oh, then I'm gonna fuck in the ass in this Applebee's. While everyone so would like watches. The,
1: would you like the two for twenty-five?
0: I would. I'll take the. Um, buffalo mac and the caesar salad with a coke
1: all right uh, would you would you like ice in the coke
0: i would give me a lot of ice and
1: how much ice would you like
0: i'm gonna how, uh, how? 16 cubes
1: 16 cubes okay thank you very much all right
0: and please give me a real straw instead of those paper ones because i like to i don't drink my coke very fast I like this the straw to, you know, not disintegrate. So if you could do that for me.
1: So what kind of... Extra kind of napkins.
0: Like? Extra napkins, too. And I'm going to order dessert okay. right now, just because I like to have it at the same time. I will have the rhubarb pie.
1: We do not have that. Um, we're out of that.
0: Okay. I'm going to leave the building
1: Sir, you are locked in a in a cage right now. Uh, I don't know where you think you're going.
0: Uh, you don't have rhubarb pie. I can legally exit the building.
1: No, you're right. Let me unlock this for you, real right. quick. Sorry right. about the inconvenience. Uh,
0: thank you very much. Please
1: uh, feel f- feel free to contact our uh, our customer support line, and they will uh, they will ship you a pie. I think they'll ship you a pie. Um, don't forget your eraser. You left that. Oh, thank you. The... Yeah, I would hate to lose yeah. that.
0: Yep. All right. Well, I'm back right. back outside to go kill some children. Thank you.
1: All right, have a good one.
0: And that was Theater of the Mind, at Applebee's Prison. <laughs> All right, what do you want? You want to do one more? Yeah. That, that was that was intense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, but it was kind of wholesome, though. It was kind of. Wholesome. Yeah, it was
0: good. It was good.
1: Maybe we are. So you're you're at the. Let's say you're at Whole Foods, and I'm bagging your your groceries for you. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Okay. All I'm,
1: right. I'm I'm ringing you. I'm ringing you up. All right. And I'm ba- I'm bagging your groceries. All right.
0: Okay. Perfect. Here we go. Ready
1: yeah all right hey sir hey how are you doing uh, welcome, good welcome good. to
0: whole foods thank you i love this place
1: uh,
0: you want yeah, me, we love you too you want me to put the basket on here or do you want me to empty it
1: um mm, i uh i'm into, i'm uh i'm an indecisive oh i'll
0: empty i'll uh, empty the basket here here you go there's okay. here's my items all
1: right. All right, you got some. Uh, what is that? What is that one? What's that thing? I've never seen that. It's
0: one. a lion's mane mushroom. They're delicious.
1: Mm. It looks like you. Uh, does it get you high?
0: Uh, no, these ones are non psychedelic, but the taste alone is enough to make you feel high because they, they taste really good.
1: So it's a psychedelic uh, flavor experience yes
0: the flavor is psychedelic oh have you tried these have you tried these before i i've never tried these do you like these can you tell me i love those can you tell me a little bit about them how what's the best way to cook those
1: no, you just throw them in the trash, kinda boil them in some water, uh you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, what's my what's my total? Oh, we still got a couple more items here, sir. Don't try to pull a fast one on me. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna scan my Amazon rewards if that's all right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let that Bezos fly. There you go. Can you
0: scan that for me?
1: Um, yeah. Yep, let me get. Let me, uh. Eh, eh,
0: eh. Thank you.
1: It's not, uh, it's not accepted. Oh. Eh.
0: Oh, eh. try it again? Eh. Eh. That's okay. That's alright. I'll just pay.
1: Let me try it. Let me try one more time. Okay. Boop, boop. That's oh. good. Oh, alright. You got it. Alright, right, cool. Alright. Alright, that's, um. All right, so uh, I'm having trouble reading today. Would you read the uh, Would you read all the stuff that's scanned? To make sure you you got everything you want.
0: That's it. That's all of it.
1: No, I mean read it out loud for me. I I need to know what it is too.
0: Uh, lions mane mushrooms. Lions mane okay. lion's mushrooms. Lions okay. mane mushrooms. I got fifty of those. I got fifty lions mane mushrooms, and then I got a um, some some cheese some vile cheese. And okay. then I got some pickles yep that's there and then I got uh, I got some uh, adult diapers uh-huh and then I got this is a, t- a toy truck this boop. is a hot wheels truck boop, boop. and then I got um boop. yep there's my sledgehammer boop. Boop. got that what are you what are you scanning
1: I'm just making a noise
0: Oh, okay uh, and then I got my uh, I got my golf clubs here I got uh, Love it
1: Boop. this is this is
0: a little eraser that looks like Superman super cool I got a. Uh, I I got 40 of these and that's it that's everything
1: all right um uh, well uh it's my last day would you just uh, just get the hell out of here you don't have to pay oh thank you
0: thank you Boop. And that was Theater of the Mind, Patrick's last day working at Whole Foods.
1: Yeah, it was It was a good day. It was a pretty good day.
0: <sighs> I love Whole Foods.
1: Yeah, is that the... Uh, are there any other stores that you frequent as much as Whole Foods? Yes. And what would that be? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, okay. Lucas is trying to keep these spots secret.
0: No, there's a farmers market a store called Sprouts, that's near me. That's really good. I can go there.
1: Is that outdoor or is it indoor? It's indoor. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, they're good. They got good. They have good things.
1: Do they have lion's mane mushrooms there?
0: No, I haven't found any. They got a good mushroom selection, but the only place I can find the lion's mane is Whole Foods. Yeah interesting they do have a lion's mane crumble which is like ground up lion's mane mixed with some other mushrooms that you can use like a taco meat
1: oh okay
0: yeah i think i'm gonna make those for lunch yeah
1: and how how long do you have to cook them for not long what's oh okay a
0: couple minutes in some oil yeah it's good stuff. Hopefully when you come out here I can get some can try them. They are so so good.
1: Yeah, they uh they look they look insane. They look crazy. Yep. And are there psychedelic versions of them? I don't think so. <laughs> what if you just been maybe the reason you like them so much is you've just They're actually psychedelic. Yeah. But just low enough where you get a, like a positive feeling it, from that. It actually
0: just simulates reality, like exactly as it was. I'm actually just laying in my bed right now, imagining everything, imagining going to work and, and doing this podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I'm just passed out on psychedelics.
1: I mean, anything's possible.
0: The Lion's Bane.
1: The Lion's Mane. It's the It's gonna we're gonna get a sponsorship. Uh one day we're gonna get a sponsorship from uh,
0: Lion's mane mushroom. Yeah, but
1: until then until then go to We Love to Poop and then put the poop right back in our butt dot com and use, use code Big Pharma. Big
0: pharma, big pharma. Yeah. Get fifty percent off your steel corn. Uh, yeah. yeah, anything else to add before we sign off?
1: Say what you want about Big Pharma, but, uh, you know, they're they're saving you money right now. They're saving you money.
0: That's true. You can say whatever you want about them, but right now you just got to say, they're saving me money.
1: Yeah. So that was uh, We Love to Poop and then Put
0: the Poop Where, Lucas? Right back in our butt. Dot, com. Dot com. Uh, Code Big Pharma.
1: All right. Have a great day.
0: That was the Flaming Melon podcast.